Coming to you direct from Bris Vegas, Australia, we are four music fans who have agreed to disagree on just about everything in popular music. I'm Lord Ben, Lord of the Lords, your humble host, and a real-life meatloaf fan. I'm joined by my three bats out of hell, Lord Brett, your own Kenny G, and your long-haired lover from Coochie Mudlow, Lord Al the Enigma, he loves the obscure but won't deny the heavy metal youth in his closet, and Lord Kev, still keeping up that fake Irish accent, if only to deride anything that ever sold more than five copies. And welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Yes. Thanks very much for joining us for another exciting episode. Episode, uh, what are we up to? Ooh, 80. 80. 80 wow. episodes. Wow. One fat lady. This should be a special. No, we what? don't. No one does. Why does nobody celebrate yeah, 80? That's right. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's anyway. like one and a half fat ladies. That's right. 80. Yeah. A fat lady and one with a belt off. Well, ET is the fat ladies. Two fat ladies. So, right? yeah. Mm. Well, one is a decapitated fat lady. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Very exciting show tonight. We've got a new uh, segment, which Ooh. we call I Thought You Were Dead. That's right. Um, Harsh. And this will be interpreted yeah. as you will. It'll be interesting to see what the Lords have come up with there. Um, but, of course, before we end, and, of course, later we'll be doing the magical Wheel of Fortune, which, you know, everyone loves. the magical mystery of the Wheel yes, of the, the Magical, magical Mystery. Mysterial. Yep. Got it in one. That's excellent. Triple M. The wheel of triple M. That's it. But of course, before that, we have to do the album of the week. And I believe I've got an album of the week this week. Uh, so throw to me now. Thank you, Lord Ben. Um, <laughs> yes, album of the week this week is, this is an album by Ice Age. Uh, and I dedicate this album to Lord Kev, because I, oh. I think this might be right in his wheelhouse, this wow. album. It's something I've been listening to. I'm still unsure of it. I do like certain parts of it. I'm... It's not maybe not quite in melodic enough for me, but I, I feel like this is right in a bit noisy. Yeah, it's right in Kev's wheelhouse it's here. It's not melodic enough for you. But <laughs> just could be the right amount of shite for little right. Kev. So there we go. <laughs> now it's got those. It's got the fuzz sort of guitar stuff going on. It's got a little bit of shoegaze elements. It's got some. Yes. Uh, it's got that offbeat sort of um, stretched beat. Type of um, I can't I don't even know how you'd even explain it. Like it's an off phase type mm. of beats in in certain places. Are the vocals clear, or are they like no 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 vocals very well okay. they're clear but uh -huh. but out of tune. So, uh -huh. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh -huh. My favorite type. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know if I'd put that. Um, in <laughs> yeah, the flexible tempo, raw vocals, at times sound like a almost a detuned sort of oasis. Wow. Um, and this is your album of the week. It's my album of the week. No, it's it, it's one of these ones, it's like, you know, when you smell your own fart, it's like, oh, oh, it's interesting. Oh, it's a, oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I, I like the fact like, that hey. no one else has held on them. That's, that's yeah. a real big selling point. Yeah, and, and most of all, it's got that, yeah, that dystopic, when I say flex beat, flexible beat or flexible tempo, it's almost to the point at times of a, almost like a vapor wave type of dystopic like you know like almost a, a lax tape you know someone putting their finger on the tape type oh, okay. wow. you know tempo what, flexible tempo so put, put everyone out of their misery let's hear so this anyway let's this hear is it. this is ice age and the album is seek shelter and i'm going to play shelter song which is the uh the first track on the on the album um and the challenge is to you lord kev go out and have a listen i'd love to hear back in a few sure. episodes time right this what you actually right. thought of this i'm reading it down Oh, 
So Danish, just, Danish fan dissection. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be interested to know your take after listening to that album, Kev, or any anyone out there who wants to have a listen to the album, jump on our socials and, and give us a review of that because uh, that's my album of the week. I'm still deciding, you know, whether I love it or, or hate it, but uh, I'm certainly giving it a few listens at the moment. It's uh, certainly got me intrigued, put it that way. Yeah, there's something in there, eh? Yeah. There's a couple of gents on our, who are, uh, are frequently on our Facebook. We'd love to hear what they've got to think Absolutely. about that sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, I'm thinking it's, you know, anyone who's uh, enjoys a bit of spiritualized, a bit of Gated by Voices, mm. you know, mm. Soft Parade, Black Rebel, yeah. those kind of bands. Yeah. It sounds like they've all fallen in a big hole and recorded the noise of them hitting the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So Wait, Speaking of hitting the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> Alan? now we will move on now and we're going to do the new segment which is i thought you were dead now this is you could interpret this a couple of ways you could be surprised that these artists are still alive uh, and potentially still recording in some cases or it could be i wish you were dead i can't believe you're still alive i hoped you were dead i hoped you were dead that's right (laughs) so who's got one they want to kick us off with that they and tell us how they've interpreted it well, we've already covered Meatloaf recently. I've heard him singing, and I thought he was dead. <laughs> well, right. well, let I me, wished I was dead. Let me let me let me jump in first. Um, uh, uh, pe- fans of the podcast who listen religiously and and like Alan listen in a linear fashion, mm. right? Previously heard our our tribute to uh, uh, Keith and Mick. Mm-hmm. For some reason, in 2015, Keith Richards uh, released an album called uh, Cross-Eyed Heart. Mm-hmm. Previously, he's, he's, the album he recorded before that uh, was in 1992. So what the fuck is he still doing? What what does he... He felt he, some, At some point, he fell on his head. I'm wondering if this is what's it's going 23 on. 23 years later, he decides he to He decides to do another solo, solo album, yeah. right? And... He's still got something to say? Well, if you listen to the album, you'd say, not really. <laughs> Hey. And if you're talking about people who should be dead, exactly, he's on top of the list. Exactly, like he's done more drugs to kill like all the elephants in Africa. Bi- biochemically, he should be exactly, <laughs> and maybe that's the problem. Maybe he's preserved internally, <laughs> so nothing gets him. Is in fact, you know, they could probably you could wipe him on as a, a COVID restraint. So, <laughs> my question is: is does he really have this burning desire to to keep recording? Because if he did, then what happened? between those 23 years or something like that. Yeah. And again, because this album, there's no fresh take. Uh, 
Yeah, so anyway, let's have a and listen. Is it, is it covers or is it no, 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 uh, he, original material? He wrote some and there's some some covers, but let's have a listen to the title track, Cross-Eyed Heart. Someone just needs to remind him he's not black. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. It's like his it's like his wish has come true. Yeah. He's Robert Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not sitting uh, on a porch. No, you no, know, no. You're a multi-billionaire. No. And yeah, yeah. And that's now, what now I think this is. I think this is his accountant has reminded him <laughs> that he needs to uh, <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. uh, <laughs> get into some bracket or put some funds into yeah. some sort of professional um column. Yes. Uh, in, sometime in the next 15 minutes or he loses $4 billion, You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, He's going, right. oh, I guess I'll uh, record an album. Uh, you know. and, and, and listen, you can't you can't dispute the guy can play guitar. Mm-hmm. If you see in his arthritic fingers, I often wonder how he plays guitar. And, yeah. and so that's not the cleanest licks he's ever played. And, it is, oh, it is sped it, up. It sounds fun. great. It oh, sounds, it sounds great. good. Mm. But, it, but like you say, what what is he bringing that's yeah. fresh? You know, Because when it came out, I went, wow. Let's see what this guy's got to say now. Mm. You know, mm. wow, it's, you know, 23 years, wow, this must be a really fresh take. Or, you know, is it retrospective or whatever? And it's sort of like, eh. But he was never mm. a lyricist, right? Uh, yeah, no, you wouldn't. Oh, you he's wouldn't had a say. chop every now and then. Said, yeah, yeah, he's contributed, yeah. but yeah, no. No, so, he's always rock and roll songs. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So unless he's reinvented anything to do with the blues, which he clearly isn't on that small snippet, then... No. No. So the rest of the album's a bit rockier, but but it's no, you know, it's again, mm. it's not, it's... it's so, so is it like his first album or his previous, whatever his last Yeah, one? yeah, but but at least those at least had one or two songs where you went, you know what, that's, okay. not, that's not a bad song. I mean, you'd almost just want him to come out at that point and do a cover of some classic Robert Johnson... Yeah, yeah, maybe you know, that... Classic blues stuff or yeah, something. Yeah, and know? it would mean something. You'd go, oh, yes, I get like this. Like an American songbook. American blues songbook type thing, or yeah. something, you know, like whatever. if you did a Rod Stewart, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah I'm sure it like feels oh. above that. But, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not the Keith Richards thing, is it? No, you know, no, not at all, not at all. Okay, um, so, so, so I think it's, so I think many, it's a hugely ironic first take, you know, given that the the that he's become the poster boy, if you like, for you know, still, well, it's, uh, it's still essentially being the alive. Walking Dead, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. At yeah. what point do we start worrying about the type of world we're going to leave for Keith yeah. Cliff Richard? Yeah, that's well, yeah right. I can't yeah. see his name today. It's like a cockroach. You can't, you yeah, can't kill him. Cliff Richard, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> Keith and Cliff. Yes. Oh, the Richard brothers. Oh my God, <laughs> we've just we've just come up with the next well, original, the original oh, duo. What two little boys that would be. Two little boys. Sorry. A question. Uh, I was just going to say. So, how many years between those albums again? Twenty-two, twenty-three years. Twenty-three years. Do you yeah. think it's possible that he? That's a lifetime. That he blacked out uh, for twenty twenty-two years, and has just turned around and said, "Oh, it's oh, time, time to do my next fucking album." 
Let's get the guys back together. Jesus, it looks in the mirror. Jesus, what's happened? What's happened to my hands? My hands are fucked. Should be. Al, what do you got? Come on. I've got... I've got the former lead singer of Skid Row, which is uh, Sebastian Bach. Yes. Yep, yep. Uh, also known as Sebastian Philip. I think it's pronounced Björk. But wow. It's B-I-E-R-K. Because I can tell you that I always thought Sebastian Bach was dead. You're yeah. telling me he isn't. He's not dead. Mm. He has been alive and kicking. So for people unfamiliar with Skid Row, uh, they massive hit. Yeah, ma- 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 they had a couple First, of um, big massive, hits. Yeah, yeah, and uh, "Youth Gone Wild" was their big single um, mm. off that album. We'll just have a little little listen so you can see the style. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay. <laughs> so, so these are it's a, it's a Motley Crue cover I, band. Hang on, right? yeah, I'm still waiting know. for the steel. No, but I'm saying <laughs> Sebastian Bach though was a sort of self-proclaimed, you know, genius virtuoso was going to revolutionise sort of uh, you know metal and whatever. Uh, I don't know if I heard all that much about it. The second album, who I can't remember what it was. It was they went a little bit edgier like they were kind of I, I agree like it was very motley crew sure that first one so it wasn't as uh wasn't as wussy as say poison um so they went, so, they went bon jovi second <laughs> no no so that motley crew they had some stuff that was a little a little heavier yeah um surprisingly but anyway eventually all good things come to an end i think they did the third album so and so got the shits with so and so and right. you know sebastian bach stormed off right. he then went on to join a supergroup, a uh, former supergroup called The Last Hard Men. And it had members from, <laughs> yeah, uh, The Breeders, The Frogs, and Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. So it was an un- unusual grouping yeah, combo yeah. of people that fell apart. <laughs> um, no. He, he, he sang on Broadway. He was in G- Jesus Christ Superstar as JC. Wow. And he was in Rocky Horror. Um, mm. So after that, who he, he, play, he was, he was a talented Rocky? guy. Like, uh, I, can't, I think he played. Do you play Rocky? You ask him, he'll tell yeah, you. He's uh, a talented dude. <laughs> well, he 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 does sing remarkably well. Like he looks like a sure. prat, but he sure. sings remarkably well. Um, he was in a he was on a supergroup reality show, oh. um, and their band name was Damnocracy. <laughs> um, but it had it had the guitarist of Anthrax, Ted Nugent, uh, Jason Bonham. Uh, John Bottom's son, mm, wow. and uh, and uh, the uh, some dude from Biohazard, which wow. is a metal band. What was the name of the reality show? Was it Turn on and Run? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. So after that, after nothing that. came of that. Oh. He was a guest vocalist on various bands tours. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was he was in another supergroup wow. uh, with with people from Black Sabbath and Dokken and Dio. Um, so just he seems like a tag along. Yeah. Like he tours, he tours, yeah, just with all these people in terms of says, "Hey, I'm here to like he did it with yeah, Poison. Yeah. I think he but did he it is, with he's, he's Axl Rose. He has a certain level of talent. Yeah, and he's one of these guys that's just always wanted to be one of the big yeah big ones. You know, yeah. he yeah. just won't go away. 
And he, but he, yeah, and like you say, he just tags along, yeah, <laughs> fills in and does it. Yeah, he just loves the loves the, the yeah. industry and the genre. Did, yeah. Just just finished a thirtieth anniversary uh, tour of Skid Row's first album. I don't think he did it with Skid Row. <laughs> I think it was possibly just, nice. just him and a synthesizer. Nice. <laughs> Some backing tracks. So, so so he's done four solo albums during that time. Jeez. Um, and the most recent one, Give Him Hell, was twenty fourteen. So uh, if we have a listen to uh, uh, this song called Temptation, the the whole album, like it's it's definitely of an era, but he actually does it quite well. So. He yeah. can sing. He can sing. It's, it's a little Alice in Chains, though. Production. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, you know, I mean, that was 2014, but it was, like, already 20 years old at that <laughs> That's stage. Right. So, but it was, considering where he came from, Skid Row, yeah, you kind of yeah. go, oh, you know, bit of a, too much of a pretty boy hairband. Yeah. Um, but even that was probably not, not entirely true for them at the time. But, yeah, then he, all of this stuff was a lot heavier, more... More accessible to you. So, as a result of that inclusion, you'd like a hit put out on this guy just to wipe him off the scene. There must be a bunch of people saying, "Just get rid of him and let's so, move on." Yeah. So, so <laughs> br- trying to bring it back to the topic here, you're saying I a lot I, of people feel like he was dead. I, I you uh, feel like I he, don't know if other people thought he was dead, but I was honestly, I was like, Skid Row, he'll be done. He'll be, yeah. you know, working in a like it almost felt like Skid Row. Because they had so much promise and then died off so quickly, maybe yeah. it was one of these cases where lead singer had an overdose or something. And, yeah, yeah, did know, that. Fell or off, you know, and that's why they sort yeah, of fell just apart or disappeared up his own ass or something. Sure. But it was yeah. just, okay. yeah. The fact yeah. that he has hung around in so many different forms mm. for so long is, okay. is very surprising. Right. He, is, he is the bad smell. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hung around and hung around and yeah. hung around. Yeah. I mean, you, maybe what you're getting at is that there's no shame. You know what I mean? Like, you look back at the hair bands and you think, I was in poison, I'm so-and-so. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. surely you just go live in a cave. But, you know? <laughs> he's just fully no, Quite the opposite. Yeah, he's out he, there. He looks and dresses like his hair and his and his clothes are essentially the same. Yeah. Except <laughs> he's got a slight bit of a dead bod now. Right. And and looks like he's... Slight receding hairline. Yeah, bro. So, so, so bad on the streets a few nights. That's it, you know? So I imagine, like, a you know, a bunch of guys say... Let's get put a super group together, and then they go. But don't tell Sebastian. <laughs> That's someone, right. Who's, whose job is it to not tell Sebastian? Because if yeah. someone fucking tells That's him, right. he'll be here. Hey, guys! <laughs> here I am. He's your singer. <laughs> you needed a singer. Yeah. Let's kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's kick some ass. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm right. Vince Neil from. Um, Yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 He did a he had a kind of a resurgence as, you know, reality mm. TV. He had his own kind of thing uh, and going Brett, on. Yeah. And some of those characters are Brett mm. Michaels. Brett yeah. Michaels. Yeah. Oh mm. my god. Yeah. It's mm. just like you it's like you play to that stereotype because that's all you can do. 
Yeah, and absolutely. so yeah, you fight. Someone offers maybe, you a whole bunch of money to just play that stereotype all over reality TV. It's yeah, like, do oh it. My God. But, but but maybe that maybe they're just that's their true selves. They're all <laughs> they're living authentically. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you are right. wearing a hoodie, so you'd know about authenticity. Kev, yeah, who dog. did you want to put in there, Kev? Ooh, how did I? How did I take this? Um, I didn't go into it quite as much depth, really. I um, oh, thank God. I was thinking about. <laughs> um, I, I took it as I thought you were done rather than actually yeah, dead, which yeah. I think is what you're saying. Mm. Um, and um, uh, where can I see this? I um, had a couple of experiences recently when um, a friend of mine uh, asked me to go and see the church. And uh, and I thought, oh, yeah, the church, you know, a classic Aussie band from 80s. Yep. And, um, yeah, I remember that single, Milky Way, and I checked out online, and um, they had not stopped putting out albums every no. 15 minutes. They were up to, like, 23 or something. It was incredible, the, the back catalogue there. And um, that was a twist on it, I guess, because being Scottish, I had you know, I'd heard of the single moving over here, and, um, you know, their heyday would have been their heyday. Um but a uh, you know it was just surprising that they just kept 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 going mm. um I, I, in terms of you know who do i wish was dead i think the rest of queen um <laughs> I, 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 they had a show here where um they had this guy adam lambert who's yeah. been a singer yeah. and uh, he's taken the, pre- the place of uh, freddie mercury and um you know i loved um you know queen when i was you know Young enough to like something as dreadful as that. Um, <laughs> and they, they, careful, careful. Um, but to, to add in this ghoulish kind of, you know, <laughs> interloper, this young kid, you know, jumping around <laughs> trying to out Freddy Freddy, and yeah. it was just like, please stop. And he won, and he won a talent show. He wasn't just yeah, hired. It right. was yeah, the, he won a talent I, show. Yeah, and, you know, they'd had a TV show based on getting him to that role as well. That was what the show was. I mean, mm. yeah, die. <laughs> All right, you know. Well, the bass, uh, the bass players <laughs> pulled the plug. Bass players said, "I'm not okay. doing this anymore." Right. Thank so you. it's yeah. a, it's only um, it's yeah, only yeah. But well, be, be the same with excess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind you of like you know, back. have a reality show. Funny, yeah, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's like, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kev, what do you want to play? So what I, what I want to play is uh, something on the more happy side. A band that I was delighted to find um, had uh, resurrected themselves, and that, that was more of a resurrection. They about ten years off. The band is Swerve Driver. I've probably talked about them a lot. Um, yeah, part yeah. of three or four bands that came out of a similar area and definitely a similar time. Yep. Um, so we, sorry, dive. just make sure we're back yep. in the nineties, yeah. Back in the nineties. <laughs> in the pocket. But sometime in, in about the two thousand and ten, Slow Dive, Ride, and Swerve Driver all released albums as if they'd got together in a shed somewhere and went, mm-hmm. you know what? doing other stuff sucks let's just go back to the yeah. fun we were having you know um you know last last century um so i'm going to play a track um which i was um you know i went along to see swerve driver and um delighted to find out there was a new album out. it wasn't just one of those uh, uh nostalgia tours and yeah. um, which you can get burned on you know you can yeah. go along and listen to mm-hmm. um whoever playing an album that just doesn't sound as good anymore you know mm-hmm. um but this track, Mary Winter, was track one off of their um, Resurgence album. Um, and they hadn't lost a step and just their gorgeous, you know, tricky guitar, gorgeous vocal, you know, uh, thing. It's Swerve Driver. <laughs>
Sebastian nice. Buck on lead vocals. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As soon as you mentioned they all got together in the shed, I thought, oh, fuck, here comes Sebastian. <laughs> Supergroup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was right. I was just trolling um, YouTube one day and I saw a slow dive single that I'd never heard, yeah. or a track that I'd never heard or whatever, and I was like, oh, hang on, they've got a new album out, type yeah, of thing. Like, yeah. this is fantastic. Wow. And I just hadn't even entered my head that that, that they would. Um, got to see them again subsequently as well. So, um, yeah, very glad to find that those three bands were nice. uh, putting out new material. Yeah. Okay, very good. Well, I've I've taken this very literally and. You know, and surprised that these people are still alive. And so my first one is Harry Belafonte. Okay, mm. still alive. Born in 1927. Holy, <laughs> that makes, makes him 90. He's 94 years old. Wow. Still going. Down the Gold Coast? The I king. <laughs> Vanilla Fields. In yeah. a super group. The king of Calypso. Um, wow. Had, had a string of uh, hits back in the, well, 50s and 50s mm. and 60s. Yeah. Um, banana boat song, obviously, and he was big a, one. he was a big cultural figure in, in the big cultural the civil rights movement, civil rights movement, the whole bit. You know, had it. Well, I mean, what a life he's led. Still, still performs occasionally to this day at ninety five, wow. uh, ninety four. Um, absolutely incredible. And so, yeah, shocked to find that he's still going. Yeah. In fact, um, he's one of the, one right of the, here tonight. <laughs> here he is performing for you tonight. Yeah, no, but like one of the original. Um, you know, superstars of the yeah. 50s. And that, you, know, you think about this, very few people left from that era. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Harry He's Belafonte, well. um, I'll just play, this is Jump in the Line. Sonora, I tell you friends I adore her And when she dances, oh brother She's a hurricane in all kinds of weather Jump in the line, rock your body on time Okay, I believe you jump in the line Rock your body on time Okay, I, I, tell, you, I tell you what, he sounds just as good as he did back in the day, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's the 95-year-old Harry Belafonte Wow, that's awesome His latest rendition of Jump in the Line <laughs> Wow, there we go very good. All right, Very Brad, authentic sound. Yes. Okay, now I'm, I'm going to sit in the fence for this one. I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, 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 Roger Waters, who mm -hmm. I believe is uh, 78 years of age, mm. right? Uh, 2007. You know he's alive. I know he's alive. Yeah. But but I don't know how I feel about him still releasing albums. <laughs> so he wrote he wrote an album, released an album in 2017. He's, he's just, just become an extra so cranky 70, old man. He's 78. 78. And we saw him, what, five years ago or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, he, he uh, uh, amused amused to death was that album he released in the '90s, right? Yeah, yeah. Which he remastered and released because he didn't think it got the reception it deserved. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the confidence of man who says, "You guys didn't love it the first time. I'm going to put it out again." And they wonder why Gilmore was pissed off with him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, he's 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 still, but he still he does a lot of the nostalgia sort of stuff. Sure. Mm. 
I think tours, they invented it really, didn't they? they Pink Floyd oh. with the, the big wall tour. Of what yeah, was that yeah, that's days? pretty no, big. That's Waters. That's that's only Waters doing that stuff. Yeah, so, but, that, but that was five years ago, so yeah. it's like 17, early 70s. Good on him. But, but he's he was 73. But he's still writing and he's still angry. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. With all the, all the issues in the Middle East at the moment, he's still venting on social media about that. He's still quite active. Don't know how I feel about it. But let's have a listen to... Still pissed off about World War II? Of course. Yeah. And his dad... Yeah. Uh, uh, this is the last refugee. Dude in his school. <laughs> this song is the last refugee from his album. Is this the life we really want? The end of broadcasting. This is only released what two years ago, three years ago. Thursday, three years ago. Yeah. the end of broadcasting. Seven, the 1970. Nine, six, Some audio samples there for. Yes, just to remind people he's from Pink Floyd. Occasionally, severe gale night. Shut the third It'll be 11.24 and 50 seconds. At the third it'll be 11.25. British start singing, so we've got back to radio, Kate, Wow. He's building for He's effect. still got it. He's building for effect. Oh. He can mash those buttons on the sampler like nobody. Oh, yeah. Come on, Rog. <laughs> all right, that's all we've got time for. So. <laughs> Good night, everyone. It's possibly he died halfway through. <laughs> You're right. Maybe he's just died now. There he goes. There You're not sure how you feel. Well, look, again, I admire Mm -mm. that he's still an active songwriter. Yeah. That's a nice song. It's not a bad album, actually. It's not a bad album. If you've got something to say, I mean, I don't mind people having a go, but, yeah, I get what you're saying. There's a point where you go. But I'm also also interested at at the compulsion to do it, Mm. you know. Uh, uh, do Do you like, are you just creative naturally, so you've got to do it? To, mm. Is there something you get back from it from the audience that you need to keep doing it? Again, he's a couple of years shy of eighty, mm. and you know, and he's still, you know, he he had plenty of Zoom uh, uh, um, uh, performances during COVID where he got his mm. band together and they were okay. His voice isn't the best, never yeah. has been. He can still play decent bass. Yeah. I just yeah. find it. I'm just. It's fascinating. Well, he's always been a lyricist, and he's always yeah. been. Yeah. He's always. It's always been about the lyrics and about what he's got to say, yeah. and. Look, I, I like to think the best and say, you know, that he feels that he's still got something politically to say mm. with these albums. And mm. when the time comes around, like you say, he's still very active. He's trying to get, you know, Julian Assange released. Yeah. He's, there's a range of things that he's, you know, mm. the Middle East. He's got yeah. a range of sort of uh, issues that he's that he's constantly sort of mm. still working with or working around or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think he comes out with these albums, that, you know, every now and then to say, "Well, yeah, this is this is my take on these things," yeah. and yeah. I feel like I've still got something. So that, yeah, that's fair enough. But yeah, when it comes to the 
at what point do you just put out a you know, a press release or hold a press conference as opposed to yeah. an yeah. album, trying to put out an album or mm. something and, you know. Again, yeah, I, I, I admire his work ethic because yeah. uh, it must, you know, it's write half a dozen songs, no, sorry, write about 12 songs, write a dozen songs or whatever. That's tough. Record them, uh, you know, put the band together, whatever. That that still takes a fair bit of work and, and you know, mm. when there's not that many years left in your life, I'm sorry, Rog, uh, but, you know, it's still like, okay, well, because, you, you know, you'd have to think it would be at least a year in the studio maybe. Put it, put an album together. Don't yeah, know. Maybe he bashes it out in a week. That's maybe it. does. Yeah, like the old days. Yeah. Right. But what are you going to do? I mean, like he's, as you see, an obsessive. He's, you know, yeah. workaholic. Mm. You know, someone it just doesn't strikes you as someone that wouldn't be able to stop. If he tried. No, maybe yeah. not. Mm. Yeah. All right. And for himself, I guess. Yeah. If he, if, if he's happy enough to do it. Al, did you have another one to throw in there? Or? I did not. I'm a, I'm a spent force after uh, Sebastian Bach. Thanks, thanks for that. That was a fairly uh, Kev, do you have anything else involved? Yeah, Look, yeah. I just had another another take on the same thing, and I'd be happy to play you this uh, great little track by the Lemonheads, who yeah. also took a sabbatical wow. um, from the 90s and returned, and yeah. you know the same kind of period of time. But um, <laughs> what, I, what I liked about this Uncanny. album called Lemonheads was it was almost like Evan Dando had just decided... Or his accountant had decided, um, <laughs> you're going back out there, and um, uh, you know we've talked before about people inspired by the Graham Parsons type of um, experience, and he's certainly an acolyte. Um, but uh, there's a humour in uh, in what he's done in uh, the Lemonheads LP. Um, there's a great song called "Baby's Home," which has to do with betrayal, um, which features the line. Although my heart's hurting, my shotgun is working. Um, <laughs> I would encourage you to get out there and, and listen to this beautifully black uh, comedic song and um, an, a, a, another great couple of punk songs on there. And Lemonheads for me started off uh, with Lick and, and Lovey and albums like that. As just one of the best American punk bands, like combining his beautiful lyrical sense with, you know, just just the easiest, you know, funnest punk mm, songs, mm. Um, chord changes and choruses just thrown around, you know, <laughs> so easily. Yeah. And this is a great example of that. It's called Poughkeepsie. It'll give you an idea of his, um, let's say, interests in his spare time as well. Um, but that all that aside, um, I've seen him play live. I thought he was dead <laughs> uh, while I watched him. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't stop the show finishing up and... Um, my God, this is just a little belter um, in a way that he only only he can. You know that combination of speed and um, yeah. and time. He just creates space so easily. Uh, poor Keepsie. Goes on in Spanish Harlem. Goes on in Poughkeepsie. People slip away. Hit me in the arm. Just please do it swiftly. We ain't got all day. There we go. Oh, yes. Now, and for those playing at home, it's been a while, but that was a certified belter, I heard. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so if those you've been waiting for a drink. For a drink, man. <laughs> okay, now's your chance. Now's your chance. I'm trying to read myself in. I actually think that Mary Winter by um, 
by Swerve Driver is more of a belter. It's a double mm, belter. Double fact. belter. Double belter. Wow. You know, just like your double shot there. Yeah, get it all down. Pants aren't going to fall down. I'm going to throw in one more, and that is Jerry Lee Lewis. No. Okay. Still alive. No way. The killer. The killer. Wow. One of the originals. I thought he would have been in jail so much, so many times. One of the pioneers of rock and roll, one of the pillars, one of the great rock and roll artists, contemporary with Elvis, you know, Johnny Cash. You don't even want to know what's keeping that man alive. No, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Done some some nasty deeds in his time. The souls of uh, virgins. But the fact that he's still alive and still performing to this day. Wow. All right. So in honour of Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes. Hats off. The only... Of the originals left, Ooh, yeah, yeah, with no Chuck anymore, no, no, no. Little Richard, no. Well, Cliff Richard story. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if he, Keith, uh, no Bill Haley, you know, we've got no, no Johnny Cash, no Elvis, wow. obviously. So he's the only of the originals of that rock and roll era still alive. Wow! And so here's a little bit of Great Balls of Fire in honor of uh, Jerry yeah, Lee. Fantastic. You check my nerves and you rattle my brain. Then about the love drives a man insane. You broke my wheel. But what a thrill, couldn't it be rigged with balls of fire? I left the love on a lot of a funny, but you came along and you moved me, honey. I changed my mind, this love is fine, couldn't it be rigged and gritting balls of fire? Kiss me, baby. Yeah. Of course, the pioneer, along with Fats and and Little Richard of that keyboard rock and roll yeah, sound, yes. you know, that using the keys as a rock and roll instrument. Yeah. You know, so. But but he was he was the guy who should have flamed out, right? Because oh, he was bigger God. than big. Yeah. Thought yeah. he was, or he talked the talk. I'm I'm the oh, best of the lot. Absolutely life. wrecked mm-hmm. himself. Yeah. You know, did everything he could. You know, married. He went to jail. Essentially, was arrested yeah. for marrying his underage cousin yeah. and all this sort of like. I mean, he did everything in the rock and roll lifestyle yeah, that you can. Yeah. You know, all the drinking, all the drugs, all the you know, you name it, he mm. did it. And the fact that he's still alive, it's it's the Keith Richards story. Wow. Didn't he, uh, was alleged to have killed his wife or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, the, he wasn't called the killer, just. Yeah, no, no, he was literally the killer, yeah. Crazy stuff. <laughs> That's your secret. All right. Mm. I said alleged. Well, let's leave it there <laughs> and uh, let's move on to. Yes, here we go. The musical magical wheel of magical musical, musical fortune. Mystery. Yeah. And someone's getting ready for a reach around. <laughs> Brett, no, I'm going to reach back. Thank you. If you can reach around there and. <laughs> you don't even have a common courtesy. <laughs> Give a big tug on that wheel. That's right. Give it a grab. Yes. Ooh. Fucking Ooh. grease monkey. Yes. What yes. the oh. fuck? Are you kidding me? Those guys are awesome. This Those is guys ridiculous. are awesome. Hey? This is ridiculous. Yeah. What is back this? By- episode 26. It gets, better, it gets better each time. It's like a fine wine. Backed by unpopular demand, I believe. <laughs> oh, so well, let's okay. get into it. This is insane. Welcome back to Grease Monkey Music. Today, mm. double or nothing, okay? Really? Yep. This episode only, double mm-hmm. or nothing. Meaning what? <laughs> Just that's this episode only. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So welcome back to Grease Monkey Music. We are we pop the hood. We're mm-hmm. looking into the structure and the bits and pieces, the tools of songwriters. Yep. Of course, everyone's hanging out for today's episode because everyone tuned into the last one where we talked about samples of people samples, mm. right? Yeah. So putting re- uh, recordings, non-music recordings into music. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Today, what are we talking about? Well, we're going to look at the built environment. The built environment. Yes. So, last time we had people. Yep. And it's not the natural world that we're talking about. We're talking about the built environment. Right. So, this is stuff that's been built. Yes. Hence the name. Sure. In the environment. Sure. Yeah. All right. Now, do we have some categories? Possibly. Possibly. I'll see see if we go along. We'll make it up as we go along. Well, I guess it'll be the same as before. There are ones that were intentional, uh, intentionally made for that. Recording, right, and, and, and ones that were more or less found, so like found objects, found objects. Oh, mm. Love that, eh? love that thought. <laughs> All right, so where where are you going to take us to? Where do we start? Well, we'll start way back in eighteen eighty two. So even though, <laughs> wait, it's classical music. Oh, classical music. Sorry about that. I'll wake up for that one. Right. What do you? Yeah, <laughs> classical music. Great. Where? Okay. Who? So it's not really a sample, but it kind of. Uh, is a toe in the water, uh, and it's Tchaikovsky with the 1812 Overture. Featuring, featuring toes in the water. <laughs> well, given the number of cannons at the end, Could if they weren't the careful, case. quite possibly. So let's have a listen to that. Take that, motherfucker. There you go. Well, that, that was uh, no orchestral members were hurt during that recording. No. Uh, so that's Tchaikovsky. Yes. And all I know about Tchaikovsky is he really liked to drag it out at the end there. <laughs> he didn't. He just didn't go, but up, up, but up, up. He really had to keep adding piece. Like there were so many little end bits there. Yeah. Just kept it yeah. going. Here's another bit. Here's another bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't finish it yet. Now, almost finished. And there we go. He wants to make the audience... Satisfied. Right. Mm. Now, what, was that a real cannon? Yes. In fact, uh, I discovered that if um, if you tried to do that with a small number of cannons, the amount of time that it takes to you know reload, reload right. and everything means that it's incredibly incredibly dangerous if you try and use one cannon more than once. Right. So to achieve that at the end, they have to, usually would have to use sixteen cannons. There you go. Which are not easy to get a hold of in your orchestra. Pit. No. So, for the kids playing at home, mm-hmm. use more than one. Right. <laughs> now, the other interesting thing too there is that there's bells played as well at the end. Yes. As well. So, I think I think in some, depending on where it was played, sometimes they would actually use church bells just to ring out. Yeah. Have a banana. Great. <laughs> so, that's classical music. Can you bring this into the modern era? I can. 1964. Ooh. Doesn't get more modern than that, hey? <laughs> How modern. Wow. Wake up. We're in the 1900s. Yep. So... Uh, so we can leap ahead, and we've got motorbikes in of this course. one. It's uh, the Shangri-Las with Leader Rubber Back. Back. 
So nice. the motorbike, it's always a wonderful opportunity, played live, to find someone to come in on a motorbike. And, and, and fill, the, fill the audience full of carbon monoxide. Yes, yes. Everyone's, always- everyone's dream come true. Yeah. Uh, I imagine that would have been a bit of a novelty back in the 60s to have that sort of nice and add that because at the end, surely he roars away, right? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Great. You've done your research there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's that's the 60s. Can we we get more modern than the 60s? Sure. 1970. Oh, we've leapt forward there. And if you remember last time, uh, I talked a little bit about Pink Floyd. Now, Pink Floyd, they like a they like a sample. They love a sample. They do. They can't get enough. No. So this one uh, is from an album that had a lot of samples. It's Atom Heart Mother. But this particular song I had to choose because it's Alan's Psychedelic Breakfast. And that's your name. Oh, it is. <clears throat> so what they went, uh, did was they went into the kitchen of one of their roadies, uh, Alan Styles. Shout out to Alan from another Alan. Hey? That's all right. Hey. And uh, yeah, so let's have a listen to him shuffling about his kitchen. Nice. Yes, Kippers for breakfast, potentially, Alan? Yes, I think Kippers for breakfast. He does oh. like cereal as well. And and that was the lighting of the match to uh, to start the gas, uh, gas I, stove. I like the use of the dripping tap to for the rhythm as well. Yes. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. So people who uh, uh, get really excited about Dark Side of the Moon and, and its use mm-hmm. of samples, yeah. if you were a an old school Pink Floyd fan, you'll go, oh, they'll be doing this for years, mm. right? Because this is 70, 970. Yes. And, and Dark Side of the Moon is 73 or something. Yeah, right? yeah, 73. Yeah. So, yeah, it's old hat. Old hat. Great. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it is one of those examples like we looked at with the voice one where auto-tuning t- took a found, yes. more or less a found object and turned it into music. Yeah. Um, that's the same thing with that dripping tap yes. and the, the flicking of the match. Match, yes. So um, you've manipulated the sound. They have. And uh, to go on to a, another famous example from Pink Floyd, uh, it's from Money. Sure. From Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. So everyone's familiar with that one, surely. Surely. Well, especially Lord Kev. Yeah. It's one of his favourites. Loves that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Starts his day like that every day. All right. Where are we going to go next? Well, we, we can uh, leap ahead a little bit Ooh. and we'll go into the uh, the world of um, of gunfire. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there were a few songs. Uh, I did have another Pink Floyd up my sleeve. One was, uh, was Corporal Clegg. Right. 
off their uh, was it Saucer Full of Secrets album. Let's anyway. just say that anyway. Yeah, sounds good. And yes, they included a bit of uh, Machine Gun Fire at the end of one of their songs. Nice. Uh, one of Roger Waters' uh, first laments about war. We love a bit of Roger Waters and war. <laughs> That's right. Where would he be without it? And then there was also Bill Withers. Uh, he had a he had a gunshot at the end of one of his songs, uh, talking about um, someone committing suicide. Oh. It's a chirpy little number. That's right. So so we'll get to something you know more jovial, which is uh, NWA. Oh, of course. Yeah, they're fun boys. Yeah. So so, so this is nineteen eighty eight uh, off their uh, debut album, and this is Gangster Gangster. Just the two of them. Oh shit, man. Damn peachy black gangsters are at it again. I wonder who they fucked up today, man. You motherfucker! Got him. Such a jovial little track, eh? Hey, hey. <laughs> I think by I think by that stage, uh, keyboards had progressed to the point where you just had a, a standard, you know, here's a machine gun, right? Here's a, you know, a whatever. So there were were some samples like that doesn't sound completely authentic. No, no. but who am I to know whether an AK forty seven sounds right. real or not? That's right. Yeah, maybe they shot someone up in the studio <laughs> just for that, just for the authenticity of it all. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, uh, so are we are we done with war and and fire and arms and bullets well, and not, not quite, not quite, not quite. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit uh, from the NWA. We're going to look at Billy Joel's song from 1982 off the Nylon Curtain called "Goodnight Saigon," which is about uh, his mate's experiences in Vietnam. So what what becomes evident with this built environment stuff is that it really creates a mood. Mm. Back in the first episode of this sampling stuff when we talked about people, well, I don't know if it set the mood so much mm. as there are quite a few examples here, the motorbike, uh, uh, the cash ridge and that. It's almost it, – it, it feels more integrated into the song. Yeah. Uh, then, hey, there's some random dude talking about dying or something. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because it's like you're dealing with one very simple idea. Yeah. Whether it's a gunshot or whether it's a helicopter or whatever, yeah. you don't have the complexity of uh, vast amounts of speech to try and work into a, yeah. a song. All right. Where to next? Well, uh, inspired by that little almost burbling sound of the, of the helicopter blades, <laughs> we'll, we'll go for something extremely similar. So let's have a listen to this one. It's from the bomb. It's from the bomb. 
Well, hey. Hey, one of your favourites. Hey, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> my, I know my family can't get enough of, uh, <laughs> that's right. of that vocalist. Of Cypress Hill, hey? We just mm. love that stuff. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but I'd say these days, probably along with the, uh, the gunfire being automatic, yeah, uh, that's right. on the keyboard, you'd have the, right. the bong noise. Yeah. I don't have a preloaded bong noise, but mm. I'll get it next time. Uh, you'll sort it out <laughs> for me, will you? Lovely. Can you pull us out of this drug culture? Sure. Sure? Well, we'll try. We'll try? Yeah. Well, we'll have a look at, uh, by the way, that was Cypress Hill Hits from the Bong. Classic. Classic. Classic song. And so we'll have a look at the propeller heads. Yeah. Another one of my favourites. Uh, the song called Oh Yeah. It's not the same Oh Yeah that Yellow did. This is off their one and only album. Guess can I see how how much street cred I have? Yeah, was that a skateboard? Yes, great. That's a banana for me. Excellent. I thought you were going to say roller skates for a second. <laughs> <so. laughs> roller skates. <laughs> I would have shot myself then. Uh, well, that was pretty cool actually, and mm-hmm. that that was looped right because it yeah. actually had a rhythm in it. Yes. Yeah. Well, unless the skateboardist was just was perfect uh, on point. Perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> no one says on point anymore. Too, by the way. Oh. Red. <laughs> that was um, uh, that was Propeller Heads, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. So let's launch forward. Woo! Into the whole twenty first century. Wow! Into this century. Yes, and just a few years ago, with Flow Rider. Yeah. There's a pun there. It means Florida. Oh. Hey, if you look at it. <laughs> um, and another, you know, youth youth culture. Yeah. Um, example here uh, from the basketball court. So this is game time. It's about to go down. In a minute, let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night to make it go from the friend zone to the end zone. Trying to take it to the house, baby, let's go. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. I'm a hustler, baby. Wow, gotta love those modern sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so I'm assuming you know sneakers on the uh, sneakers yeah. on the court, or it could be you know uh, some idiot with a wet finger on a balloon. No, no, nice, nice. Well, uh, I think it's the basketball sneakers. Uh, hey, uh-huh. hey. Uh-huh. But it was. I thought it was pretty inventive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a nice one to finish us off, right? Sure. Great. I, I, that's I do me. feel a little dirty playing it, but sure. That's me saying I've had enough. Right. Uh, so we've touched on the built environments uh, samples, samples of samples today. We've talked previously about uh, people samples. Mm. In the next episode, where are we going? The natural world. The natural world. Mm. Mm. Well, they love it. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, join us again soon. Three is monkey. Three is monkey. That's monkey monkey.
Okay. Well, oh, all right. Okay. They God. That's no, right. That no those boys. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've tried to get that off the wheel. I don't know what's happening. Oh, dear. Yeah. We're going to have to come up with something. Someone keeps sneaking in and, and sticking it back on. Oh. I've heard there's plenty more to come That's right. Yeah. It's natural. Nice. It was quite nice, quite nice that it fit in with I thought you were dead because uh, <laughs> might be one that I wish we were dead. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And um, please get on our socials at Lords of Loud on Facebook and Instagram. If you can leave us a comment or a rating on you know, iTunes yeah. or on Spotify or review any, us, review us, review maybe, us, maybe right? just a comment wherever <laughs> you listen sure. to the podcast. Sure. Yes, sir. No, that helps us be discovered by, by others who I'm might be numbers. interested in this. Um, go to our website and get yourself some great merch at lordsofloud.com. Um, go to Spotify and listen to the playlist from all these episodes. Lord Al's been busy away, busy beavering away, should yes, I say. I'm all about the beaver. He's all about the beaver. Getting those playlists ready for, you to, for your uh, audible enjoyment. And if you're if you're starting a super group, let us know if Sebastian turns up at the door. That's right. <laughs> wanting to get in. If you are a young act, or if you know a young act who wants to get um, their latest EP or their yeah. you know their new recording on our album of the week, or wants us to have a chat to them on the podcast, we'd love to do that. So, sure. yeah, send a, send us a, a link at info at uh, But above all else, please join us again on the next episode of Lords of Loud. Lords of Loud is recorded at Zip Studios and proudly distributed as part of the Zenith Command Network. Lords of Loud. And action. <laughs> Roll it. Now. <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> I need to burn. <laughs> <laughs> <It'll> just... <laughs> 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 Fake it till you make it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Nice.